This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program about food, about restaurants, cooking and wine and all those things, whether it's upscale or whether it's downscale. If you are uh, somebody who just doesn't go for that fancy eating, uh, call us anyway because we talk about all the other stuff, too. And it could be, this it's possible that you might be looking to know a little bit more about the, the, the great food that we have in New Orleans, America's best eating city. And we can supply you with a lot of that. All you have to do is call us. We have a conversation. It'll become uh, uh, very convivial. convivial. Exactly. Convivial. And, uh, and as soon as what we get Vivial. What was that nun's name? What was that nun's name who said you shouldn't use words like that? She wouldn't like, she wouldn't like that one either. Uh, the, the only one I can remember, we, and she was the principal, and I don't think that was, that it was her, it was Lucy, mm-hmm. si- Sister Lucy. Sister Lucy, okay. But I can't remember. Who told uh, you that? I'm surprised, she, Tom, because huh? if someone <laughs> had been as in, uh, because you remember everyone in your past life. So if you uh, had a teacher that was that instrumental in shaping your future, to get you interested in the New Yorker, which has been a lifelong thing for you, I'm I'm surprised that you don't remember her name. I'm not very good at remembering names. Is really? is my shame? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, that would be. But 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 these but, nuns. You know, I'll Tom, look into it. Sister Eugenia, that was one that I Sis- remember. Sister See, if Eugenia, I know about Sister Eugenia, I, then I remember Sister I've Eugenia. I've heard her name more than a few times. She taught me in first and second grade. Yes, she was very very instrumental. Yeah, in and the her, shaping and of her Tommy. instrument was the violin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. Okay, so we started this blather fest. Uh, about an hour ago with uh, Michael, who was calling on behalf of his girlfriend, which, by the way, was very sweet, I thought, for him to be concerned about his girlfriend enough to call us and ask places that she might be able to get the kinds of soup that she loved in her hometown of Minneapolis, Ah. where it gets really cold, cold, as everyone knows. So it's it's understandable that soup would be sort of a big part of her heritage. It's really not here. Uh, We have our standards, and we have really fine restaurants that serve really great gourmet soups. But I did put out the question to anyone who knew where a good chicken noodle soup could be found. Well, maybe we'll find one or, or, or more uh, than one. Or a great vegetable beef soup. And I, I told him he had to drive to the North Shore to Keith Young's to get the vegetable beef and to Metairie to get the chicken noodle from Kosher Cajun Deli. So I thought I'd throw that out again for this hour. If you happen to have some idea, that would be great. We would appreciate that. And uh, we have a guest at the half hour. So if you want to call us, huh. you need to call us within this half hour, 260-6368, as Dave has done. Let's go Dave to Dave. Dave is here. Dave, welcome to the Food Show. Hi, Dave. Hello, Tom. Hi, Dave. Dave. Good afternoon to you. Yeah. I'm glad you called. 
Well, we're hidden from the North Shore, hidden to Antoine's. Are you? What's your recommendation? Yes. Uh, How many times have you been there in the past? Well, it's been a while since we've been, since, Mm -hmm. you know, we just don't get into town as much as we used to. I know the feeling, uh, because I live over there, too. uh, Right. uh, uh, You know, Antoine's, a lot of restaurants would get criticized for going as long as Antoine's does without getting new menus and new uh, restaurant ideas. It actually is always changing but it's not changing a lot. So if there's something right. that you remember getting there that you thought was really great or really terrible, you can pretty well count on the fact that it's going to be the same way now. I, I, okay. I haven't seen many examples otherwise. And uh, you really, I mean, all the dishes I've loved there uh, are still there. So uh, I, this is one of the great things about these Grand Dame restaurants is that they never let go their, their big hits. What are good, your favorites good. over there? Actually, the oysters. Oh, Any way they do them. I, me too. I, I, that, I love them. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. If I was going to the electric chair, that's what I'd have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually could be here, but anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's you know. Let's I'm hope sorry. That, let's hope your, that there's another reason for your, you to get them other than that. Your timing yeah, there was much. absolutely perfect. Yeah, it was almost as wild a ride as just sitting here with Tom on a daily basis. So, um, you know what I have to get at Antoine's every time I go is that, that platter with the crab meat yeah. uh, ravigotte and the shrimp remoulade. Perfect oh, for you so and, and because it's basically a big salad with big chunks in it and, and real nice seafood. And, you know, that, yeah. that is a... Uh, I'm always recommending that yeah, to people. It's a staple. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll give that a try too because we have a group going. Okay. So, mm-hmm. All right. They're good steaks. I've, I've, They're I've really a, good steaks too. There's a there's a sleeper uh, dish over there uh, that I would recommend to you if uh, you want to try something a little bit new. It's, um, ch- it's a chicken rochambeau is the name of the dish. And, okay. And it is um, it it describes itself pretty well. It, it has three different um, sauces on it. One of them is this really interesting brown sauce that's a little on the sweet side, a sweet side, and uh, and then on top of that is Bernays sauce. And you put it all together, and you understand why the, the first guy, uh, the first waiter I ever had at Antoine's. Uh, said, what's your feel like eating? And I said, well, I was going to try something, you know, that's fancy. And he said, okay, here is what you want. You want the things with a lot of sauce on them. All right, this one or this one. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's, it was good advice. And I still, whenever I get chicken Rochambeau, I think, boy, I'm glad I got that that time because I don't know if I would have ordered something like that. Plus to order that. So, yeah. And then we'll, we'll all try it. Okay, yeah, then. Yeah. There you go. Have fun. I'm sure you will. Yeah, I love Antoine's. It's uh, my favorite restaurant. I've said that. It's your favorite restaurant in the whole a world. A long time. I, and I'm overdue. Doggone it. I haven't been there in so long. You know. What, like two months? No, more like six months or longer. I don't know. You don't think so? I think, I think it's not been that long. Okay. As a matter of fact, I know it hasn't been that long because we went there for lunch, <laughs> and that was when I got your car towed. Oh, no. Well, maybe <laughs> it, forgotten that, it might be because <laughs> I, I was him? trying Why not to I remember that. Why did I remind him of that? 260-6368 <laughs> is the number. That was only a couple of months ago. 
Uh, it was in the summer, I remember. So, yeah. uh, Well, I'm a forgiving kind of guy. Yes, you are. You are a much more forgiving person than me because, you know, um, I don't, and you do. That's true. So we are going to have uh, a, a woman from California who is a real estate agent yeah. on at the bottom of the hour, and she has written a book about breakfast with a lot of gorgeous pictures. You, you it's know, called The Art of Breakfast. You know, uh, you, so you told me. you talk to us, call us now. You, you told me about that, and mm -hmm. I was thinking that that is such a great idea. I can't believe that someone hasn't also done it before, but I couldn't find anything easily. It's not your kind of breakfast, though. Isn't your kind of breakfast kind of much more Sauces. fundamental than that? And fundamental? Yeah, I mean, oh. these are brunchy kind of things. Yeah. There's a lot of... You know, piles of glamorous food in these pictures. Yeah. Egg sardo. And when you, yeah, yeah like and that. when you, when you uh, have breakfast, you tend to just have like an omelet. Well, actually, that's not true. You eat a lot of a lot of Benedicts. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I've become a huge fan of brunch. I love brunch. I never, I, I never did, and now lately, I have become a huge fan of brunch. All right, so should we go back to your almanac for so we can go through this really quickly before we have our guest on the line? My what? Guest uh, on oh, the oh, line. Oh, oh, the clam, uh, National Deep Fried Clams Day. Today. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting concept because you New Orleans. You don't eat those fried, do you? Huh? You don't eat those fried, do you? Clams? I guess that's the only way to eat them. I'm thinking of mussels. No, you steam them. You steam them or you steam? can grill them. Okay, wait. All right, so clams, you eat steamed? Mm hmm. But you also eat them fried, for sure. Fried, fried but I wouldn't recommend it. It's, they're kind of chewy. They're they're really chewy. I didn't realize there were that many clams here in Lake Pontchartrain. There are lots of them, but they're not worth eating. Okay, so they're inferior clams. They very much are in, inferior clams, and it's good for the clams that it is that way, or else we might yeah, have eaten a bunch more. Yeah, we would have fished it out already. Yeah. But uh, if you eat them... Well, it, who's eating them then? Well, uh, not too many people. No, I mean, it, it's like, do fish eat clams? Who eats clams? There are a lot of animals that eat clams. If there are, if there are uh, animals out there in the Gulf of Mexico that can pick up, you know, those big shells that you can hold up to your... Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, that, that's a big, big shell. Yeah. There's uh, a fish in the Gulf that can actually penetrate that shell and eat a uh, fish, everything a on the fish or no, another no. shellfish? Shellfish. Yeah. So How does it do my it? question just... is, there are critters uh -huh. in the lake that are eating the clams. One would assume, but it's okay. not by any huge number. Why? Because they're proliferating pretty... No, uh, they, they, they honestly are not, not liked very much by anything. They, they really? don't know. That's really. Well, then you would think that they would kind of get out of control if nothing's well, eating here's, them. Well, here's what happened. Be before <laughs> all of that went down, uh, the, the uh, Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Pontchartrain had these uh, uh, boats that. Oh, um, the dredgers? And they would. Oh, thank yeah. you for, for giving me yeah. the right word for that. So it would, uh, and they would drag this all out, stirring up all the mud in the in the lake. Well, that kind of killed everything. It killed it, everything. It did. It had, a shri you we could, had shrimp problems, you could, fish problems. You could watch the level go down. Yeah. But here is what really grabbed me on that. When when we moved to the North Shore, it was not long after that prohibition of going in and pulling up all yeah. the clams, and 
over a very short period of time, I, I was just driving whichever direction I happened to be driving, and I saw a pelican. And I looked at, look, look, a pelican. Mm-hmm. No Clemens, no pelicans were around back then because they had nothing left. To, there's your people. The, it's the the uh, pelicans that eat oysters. I mean, they eat the uh, the. Uh, so pelicans go in and dive that far down to get clams. No, where, they where they, clams they float up to the top. And clams they can, float on yeah, the top. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh, yeah, okay. they can come in and scoop them off. Gosh, Tom, you know some stuff. Oh don't man, you? isn't it amazing? Yeah. If only I could remember the important things. <laughs> But anyway, uh, and then I started seeing pelicans out on the causeway like every single day. I, what is? And now, if you go out there, they're they're in Bombarded you know, hundreds, by pelicans. hundreds of them. So Not really, it, and, Not really. Well, we're pretty happy no, we, about it. We have it. some pelicans. Yeah. If you want to know the problem with uh, clams, next time you go to New York City or anywhere in the Northeast, I never go to New York City. Well, where if you ever get into the Northeast. Uh, ask around. I want some some baked clams or some uh, clams and 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 pasta. And you red know. sauce or something. Yeah. 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 And uh, they'll serve it to you. It is very widely. Yeah, but those are not the same kind of clams, right? Uh, it's As actually here. pretty close to the same. Exactly. Oh, so they are they are eating inferior clams up there. Well, what what kind of clam is not inferior? Where do you get the good ones? Well. There are three. You don't like clams. That's it. I don't like clams. Yeah. They, to me, they are they're unedible food. Yeah. And, and the and the variety it's we have. It's a lot of trouble to eat too. They're it's all one pain of those in things the that are trouble to eat. To eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no easy way to do it. Yeah. And uh, the only time I've ever eaten them is when I was up in the Northeast in New York, uh, state upstate uh-huh. New York, uh, and uh, places like that. And then they do turn up in just about every restaurant. Everybody loves them. But if you know better, like oysters instead of those things, you'll eat the oysters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there are people who eat a lot of oysters and a lot of clams, too, and a lot of mussels, too. Yeah. I'm not one of those, but there are people who do that. Yeah. If we have anybody here who loves clams, call us up. Oh, you know what? You know who uh, sells a lot of clams? Who? Chef Andrea. Does he? Really? And he's on our list to call today. I don't know. I don't know if we have him today or not. Probably. Oh, well, yeah. I was told by the boss over here that, okay. he, that he was there. All right. So. 260-6368 yeah. is the number. If you would like to chat with us, you have about 10 minutes to do that before our guest calls us back and we start talking about breakfast. Mm-hmm. I started to talk a little bit about breakfast, that uh, you like your you like your poachies. I do. Yeah. And I like it to flow. Yeah. And I don't like solid eggs. You like watery Tender. eggs. You like, you like, yeah. I don't know why you like everything that I cook for you, mainly because you won't do it I yourself. Think what anyway. you cook for me every morning, I just love. Yeah. Okay. I really do, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to do uh, better. And She's so beautiful, be right. ladies and gentlemen. 6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the food show. I'm glad he was yelling at you that time and not at me. We're back with uh, more talk about the eating, drinking, restaurants, and all that. While we were in the Breakaroony there, I was looking up something in this book here. This show would be a lot funnier if you could hear Doug yelling at us. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> well, that's funny. While you're he looking that up, I'm going to read something off your almanac. Do you have it right there, or are you right still looking for hand. it? You're you still, are you still looking for what, whatever it is you're looking for oh, in the I, book? I, I can I've live. got it here, Tom. It's oh, right okay. Here. Oh, you've got right. it. Okay. So you're looking for something, but rather yeah, than Yeah, we we, we've been talking about soups. Yes. And there's one of these, I realize as I read it, it's actually a serve, usually served cold or well, the, room well, then temperatures. That kind of defeats the purpose. Huh? Oh, a yeah, I guess soup. so. Yeah. <laughs> They're looking for something to warm their, warm their, that warm them to their toes. Uh, Tom, why is something not food related in your almanac? Uh, well, it's because you like it, but you know, and I mean, it is your almanac, so you can do this. But today is uh, George Stafford or George. There was something about vinegar in there. Stafford Parker. Oh yeah. Born the- today in 1863. I know. He didn't invent the fountain pen, but he refined it so much that he could be said to have created the first modern version of it. Parker is still one of the leading names in the pen industry. And you have one, and you've been writing with it for, well, I'm just going to quote this. I've been writing with Parker fountain pens since 1964. The one I use now for almost all of my handwriting is a much-renowned Parker 75 I bought in 1974. If you have had an autographed copy of any of my books. It was signed with that good old pen. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to read off of the almanac is uh, by uh, one of the Fanny Farmer cookbook writers. It is uh, and I, about coffee. I quote, In most households, a cup of coffee is considered the one thing needful at the breakfast hour, but how often this exhilarating beverage that comforteth the brain and heateth the healthful (laughs) digestion. I love it. The the over... (laughs) I know. It's like, uh, what is it? Who's who's the Thuffering Thuckatash? Who was that? Thuffering Thuckatash. Who did that? That's... uh, What character was that? It was... uh, uh, Doug. He was a cowboy. He was a Thuffer. combo. Oh, um, Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Sam. Yeah. Okay. Yosemite Sam. Thank you. Um, thank you, Doug. Okay, and you're also missing. It's National Calzone Day. Well, wait, 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 I didn't finish oh, reading about it. It's not the in there. What? what? It's What's... not in the in the uh, in the uh, almanac today. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's National Cinnamon Day also, ah. which oh, is Tom not I'm all for that. in there. <gasps> and cinnamon. it is, however, however, yeah. one saving thing. It is National Authors Day. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. What's the first one you gave us? Before you gave us? Calzone. Oh, I love calzones. Now, those will warm you. They also burn the top of your mouth. Uh, All right, so back to this quote. Helpeth digestion is made muddy and ill-flavored. You may roast the berries to the queen's taste and grind them fresh every morning, and yet, if the golden liquid be not prepared in the most immaculate of coffee pots... With each return of morning, a new disappointment awaits you. Janet Mm, Mackenzie mm, Hill, mm. cookbook author in the late 1800s and early 1900s and collaborator with Fanny Farmer. Is she saying that you shouldn't use a dirty coffee pot to make Uh, That's what it sounds like to me, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's kind of an obvious thing. You think you need to read that in the book? There are some oils that that become the crust of... Look, that kind of stuff. people look at me like I'm crazy, and Mary Lee calls me a big diva in restaurants, and I will admit to that, okay? I will admit to that. But I think it goes back to that ability that I have to taste coffee anywhere. I don't like the taste of coffee, so if the tea that I'm drinking has ever been put in a pot that had coffee in it, even if it's been cleaned, it tastes like coffee to me. Oh, well, it so could be worse. So they should not mix those two things. Maybe it's a dirty coffee pot. 
as that woman said. She didn't say it in those words, but anyway, if it's not been properly prepared for the for the beverage you're drinking that morning. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We have a guest at the bottom of the hour. We she thought we had her at the last hour, so if she's not mad and calls us back, then we're gonna we're gonna talk to her at the bottom of the hour. So if you want to chat with us, give us a call now. Two six zero six. We're almost at the the bottom of the. We uh, are almost at the bottom of the hour. Uh, so, so looking for good soups around town. Good clear soups. Oh, I love clear soups. Uh, not all you know, of them. You don't get them too much. You don't get them too much. They're they're kind of on the rare side. It's very but rare. when you uh, when you get the right one and the right uh, right herbs that are in there and the it's hard uh, to beat a good chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soups are real good. It's hard to beat a good you know, chicken uh, noodle soup. I think that it it could be said, and you could get away with this as not saying anything completely preposterous, and that is that if you. Uh, have an idea for uh, a uh, a soup, and you know what? You like your tomato basil soup, don't I you? I do. I do you love, love potato tomato basil. basil soup. Tomato basil, yeah, I really do. Yeah, who's got the best tomato basil soup in town? Well, for a long time, it was uh, um, Zia. Yeah, believe it or not. But they don't even have it anymore, I at least know. not when I go there. When I, Poor Tom. He likes they, all these things that then disappear. You know why, Tom? Because you're the only one who likes them. Well, you know, so. Mole poblano, lamb Mole ribs, pobla- tomato lamb basil rib. soup. All these are very good things. I know they are, but but they don't sell enough of it. I know. It's and you a don't problem. go every day well, to buy it. So, But then again, eating something only seldom kind of in some ways makes it taste even better. True. It yeah. is, it is uh, makes it more desirable, the weight. For sure, mm-hmm. unless it's chocolate, and then it would still be desirable no it, matter when. It would be. Yeah. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. I'm trying to think of some other soups that are not. Oh, uh, I cream based. This, this was the one that I was trying to get out, but it, it wouldn't go through the door. Uh, a lot of Asian cuisines have unbelievably <gasps> great. Yes. Uh, my favorite one of all are just in general Thai soups. Uh-huh. I love Thai soups. You don't even have to get it made really spicy, which is the way they usually want to make it. But if you tell them, knock it down a little bit, there's even a little index on the side that will tell you how to do that. And then uh, you put the two things together, and you have got something very, very agreeable. Yeah, you know what? I forgot to tell Michael that you could go to MoFo and get a huge seeping hot bowl of the pho Mm -hmm. and it's got the chicken in it and it's got the rice noodles in it and it's probably not like you would get in minneapolis but if you're looking to get warmed all the way to your toes that's probably a good place to do it Mm -hmm. those uh, vietnamese soups are excellent and they're enormous it's like you eat that and you're not hungry the rest of the day it's certainly true yeah Hey, this, did you know that Susan was waiting for us? I don't know if it's Susan or Suzanne. No, it says Susan here, but Susan. we'll find okay. out. I Let's might be Susan. wrong. It probably is. Susan. Susan, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, Hi. I'm glad you called. Thank you for uh, being there. I have lots of soups. Oh, you tell do. us about Good. some of them. Okay. Um, Jamila's Cafe has a delicious spinach, crawfish, zucchini bisque. Jamila, that is good. Jamila's uh, Tunisian also, cuisine on Maple, on Maple Street, and she also oh 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 yeah. No, they're they're terrific. 
and that soup is delicious. Cal's Hummus on Magazine Street mm-hmm. has a delicious lentil soup, a green mm-hmm. lentil soup that's very similar to split pea. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Lentil soups are great. Yes. And let me see. Now I'm forgetting. I didn't make a list. Yeah, I should. I know the has feeling. a great lentil soup <laughs> when they have it. Uh, let's see where. What else I was thinking? Well, that, those those two are good. Oh, I know. Uh, Oak Oven has a delicious potato soup that they only have during the winter. Mm. Yeah. But have you had their spicy delicious. pumpkin with the crab meat? I don't like pumpkin soup. Yeah, but have you? Do you never like? Have you ever? try like i wouldn't say i'm a pumpkin soup kind of person but i did it once because it had crab in it and i'm just i'm crazed over it i love that soup well he makes delicious soup does i've had some of his other soups yes the other is Kuvant has a delicious potato soup Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh vayune i'm not sure i'm pronouncing that correctly but she has a delicious onion soup oh i bet you that is Mm. good yeah Mm. that's a great little place cute little place yeah. So those are that's my well, list. Thank well, you thank for you for calling. Very, yeah, those are yeah. all good, good suggestions. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank, thank you thanks. for calling. We have all Pam right. hanging on. Wait, the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? what? We have Pam waiting wait, on the wait, green Susan, phone. Susan's not finished. Susan? Oh, Susan. Uh, is, Did you have something else? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. No, thanks guess, for calling. Okay. Then. And, all right, uh, Pam. Pam, are you there? Pam. I, I never could figure this out. Is what Dana. Wait. What? Hello there. This is uh, Tom Fitzmorris on the Food Show. Okay, so your name is Christina and not Pam? No, this is Dana. Dana. Oh, Dana. Oh, okay. Yes. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Dana. Uh, We're all messed up today, aren't we? Goodness. Friday after Halloween. I guess. Mm, That must be Okay, so um, let's go ahead and and chat with you, but it'll probably be just a little uh, chat. Well, you never know. Well, no, he's had pushed Andrea back so okay ah. um hi I'm sorry for the mix-up this is Dana Moose. no you know what it was my end because I put uh I put it on my calendar according to central time and for some reason it didn't show me central time <laughs> you know well anyway <laughs> here you are and you're yeah. here to talk Thank about you. your beautiful book the art of breakfast which it can be huh Yes. I, I, you know, when I heard about that, I thought to myself, that is a brilliant idea. And I, I, I was I, I had to stop and think whether I've ever run into a cookbook about breakfast. And I couldn't think of anything. And I have about no, 500. I was about to say, we have books on macaroni and cheese. We oh, have really? books just about walnuts. <laughs> we have books about ancient grains. I find it hard to believe that we have none on breakfast, but I think you could be right. I think this might be the first one I've Isn't seen. Isn't that crazy? Too. Yeah. Oh, so great. what made you do it? Why did you decide to write a book She was about hungry. It? <laughs> <laughs> well, long story short, I, my husband and I bought a bed and breakfast in 2004. And my passion was cooking, and so I decided I just wanted to put as much effort into breakfast and making it special as restaurants do at dinner time. Because everybody mm-hmm. just assumes, oh, it's just breakfast. It's yeah. just breakfast. Right. It's eggs. It's easy. And so I said, well, I'm going to show them just what breakfast can be. Mm-hmm. And so I started, and this was back before 
Instagram before people were taking pictures with their phones. Yeah. And people, our guests used to go run upstairs and say, hold on, let me go get my camera, the real camera, and come back down and take pictures of breakfast, which was so much fun for me. Mm -hmm. So they just, you know, I just really was committed to doing something special. And I loved when I would hear people say, I've never had this before. I've never seen this before. Wow. Uh, You know, and, and all of that. So after we we owned the inn for about five years, and then long story short, I became a B&B broker. So I just sell hotels, motels, and bed and breakfast. Oh, no kidding. And so I, my the company that I was working with has um, seminars, so kind of like you think you want to be an innkeeper type of seminar. And I said, I want to have seminars that are just like three-hour workshops for existing innkeepers who, let's say, want help with cooking, who want help with marketing, all of these things. And so one of my innkeeper friends said, if you have something on plating and garnishing, I will come to that because he knew what I did at breakfast and he just wasn't willing to put that effort into it. And thought, well, I'll come take your class. And I said, you know what, you're on. Uh And so Uh then I posted a three-hour workshop called The Art of Breakfast. And I sort of named it after our in-breakfast page, which was called The Art of Breakfast. And so it was just that. There were eight attendees that were innkeepers that came, and we spent three hours simply talking about how to garnish, how to make your place look beautiful without ever compromising quality. And so after that, so I got, an, I got a, a message on Facebook. This is in 2010 uh, from a, the publisher who at the time was just, it was Down East Magazine, and I was following them, and they were following me. And he sent me a message and said, do you mind if I come with my editor to that class? It seems interesting. And at the time, I just really thought, wow, maybe they'll write an article or something about what we're doing and put it in the magazine because of the, the subscribership to that magazine. There are a lot of people that just traveled to Maine on vacation. And I loved that magazine ever since way before we moved to Maine. So I said, no, sure, you're welcome to do that. And I really didn't think much of it. And then after class, his editor, he introduced me to the editor, and she pulled me aside, and she said, do you have a minute to talk? And I said, sure. And this is literally how it went. And she said, have you ever written a cookbook? And I said, no. And she said, would you like to? And I said, sure. Seriously? <laughs> and that's how the Art of Breakfast came about, because she said, I, ha- I think you have something special here. You do. Like, people think they can just cook breakfast, and it's fine, but they don't spend the time and the effort like I have on breakfast. Yeah. And so that's how it came about, and that was in 2010, and it was published in 2011. And then we just published the second edition, which just came out in August. Yeah, and it's, it was, it's really been an opportunity for me to do a lot more since over these past, you know, 10 years since I wrote that, almost 10, 9. I, I've come a long way with with just how wow I can get with breakfast. Yeah, plating, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. You know, we eat with our eyes first. Yeah, we do. You absolutely do. All right, we're going to take a break, so we need to take a little break. Okay. And, and I would like you to, and it's really unfortunate that we don't have a whole lot of time, but um, I would like you to go through your uh, trajectory from being an innkeeper. You're in Maine, you said, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that's a kind of cool place to do that sort of thing. So I would love to talk some more about yeah. breakfast. Uh, and okay. about the book, because people should really go look for the book. It's it's a beautiful book. Um, but also about okay. people who have this fantasy of, of kind of hopping around up there and, and things yeah. that you might guide them to do. 260-6368, yeah. we're talking to Dana Moose, who is an in well, she's not an innkeeper anymore, but it's kind of complicated. Right. She'll explain it when we come <laughs> back. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. 
It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice, uh, along with Marianne and uh, all of the people who have come to visit us today. And uh, we have we have, we had Dana. Is Dana still yeah, with us? Yeah, Dana's okay. on with us. I'm still here. Hi, yes. Dana. Yeah. Welcome to the Food Show. So Thank you, you are. Where are you in Maine exactly? So I am what we call Mid Coast Maine. So Maine. we're pretty much right between the Maine border with New Hampshire and Acadia National Park. Hmm. That's where I am. Okay, so nice. right along the coast. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's, it's nice and warm over there, isn't it? <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you, today was like 63 degrees, and it was beautiful. It's 63. 63. Well, for you. We'd be screaming if we were, ha- at this time of year, ha- ha- having November, numbers. In it's 63 there? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. It's normally, temperature's normally about 55 right now, daytime. Is yeah. that right? So well, when does nice. it get brutally yeah. cold? Well, see, there's a secret. It doesn't, I'll tell you, we don't get as cold, especially coastal. As like anywhere around the lake effect states, you know, the, the Buffalo and Michigan, really? and, I mean, huh. all of those states are, yes, but because we're especially tempered by the water, the closer you are to the coast. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Boston will get more snow and be colder than we are mm-hmm. on the coast of Maine, even mm-hmm. though we're much further east. We could be three hours. I'm about three hours from Boston. Having, having done a few cruises that way, I can assure you that you're correct. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Are you from there? Or is that where you were born? No, I was born in Washington D.C. Oh gosh, and lived in the suburbs in Maryland really? until we decided to move to Maine in 2004. Uh huh. Yeah, we uh, went there after uh, after Hurricane Katrina. We went to you know, D.C. Oh, yeah. D.C. But and no. our. Uh, our son, in the course of trying to figure out what to do, he was uh, in high yeah. school, was uh, absorbed by... Um, he graduated from there, and, and then he's now in California. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, so let's get back to your cooking. So you've, you've I guess, been a, someone who likes to cook your whole life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, Most and of what I can remember, yeah. One of the motivations for becoming an innkeeper was was that or just you yeah. just gravitated toward it? It was both, you know, the cooking aspect and being able to work for yourself. You know, it's it's basically every every buyer that I work with it's the same dream to be able to get out of the rat race, yeah. out of road rage and traffic and work for yourself, be your own boss, um and and work for the lifestyle of Living, you know, you you can make more money elsewhere, you know, for mm-hmm. the most part, and it's not always about money; it's about the lifestyle. And oh, we sure. wanted to live in Maine and yeah. and experience the lifestyle of Maine. So this was definitely just and one of those options where you buy a home, and it's also your business, uh-huh. and it's a nice it's a nice mixture of of all of that. And there's a lot of people there, doing yeah. that there, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, just we have uh, a lot of them in Maine. Yeah. Uh, in Maine and all over the New England uh, area, and yeah. even a little bit into Canada. Yeah. Uh, like as for for an example, Halifax. Okay. By the way, yeah. I I just heard that the fish of the day at Halifax is halibut. So uh, that's like y- a that's we, like a running joke. If it doesn't happen in the show every day, then something something uh, even weirder could happen. So you've been sort of vaccinated <laughs> Dana, right. from something even weirder by that. So let's let's quickly get a little bit to the book. So the book is beautiful for sure. What are some of your Thank favorite you. recipes in the book? Actually, the cover is definitely a favorite. So I like to mix a little bit of different areas of, you know, like South meets Maine with lobster and and fried green tomatoes. Although the uh, the cover photo, I used shrimp instead of lobster. 
the next cookbook I'm going to do, I'm going to have the lobster on it. But I like to to combine different cultures and have lots of sauces. And um, my favorite thing really is to do my version of Eggs Benedict, which will never be on an English muffin and will never have just a piece of Canadian bacon. I've got to hear this. Wow. I've got to hear this because I'm a big fan of of, uh, that kind of cooking. Okay. Tell us. What's there are 12 recipes in here just of poached egg dishes where I replace the um, the English muffin with some kind of vehicle, often some kind of a carb. It could be a risotto cake. It could be seared polenta. It could be a fried green tomato, something where it's, it's that vessel holding the, the egg. And then like my, one of my favorites is a potato pancake with a piece of homemade corned beef and I have a mustard cream and a poached egg. So the mustard instead of a hollandaise, I've got mm. a mustard that cream sounds, butter. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Am I the only it's one fun. who thinks no, so? No, I agree. I agree. I want no. to try that. That <laughs> sounds wonderful. Um, this is not one. really breakfast as I think of it, though. This is brunch, wouldn't you say? Brunch. Yeah, it's definitely it's brunch. brunch. Yeah. This is. I look yeah. at those. I look at those gorgeous, gorgeous pages of food, and I think, this is like dinner. You know, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. really glamorous food. Yeah, it could be. It could be a like a lot of innkeepers I know are using some of the recipes because they say it makes them look good, which makes me feel good. <laughs> but if they're not going to have it, if they're not going to do all this elaborate stuff that I do at breakfast. It's definitely something you can do with your friends and family for brunch or lunch or dinner. Because yeah. a lot of people like to eat dinner, uh, breakfast for dinner, as long as it's not, we're just not talking scrambled eggs and pancakes. No, the, you you're know. definitely not talking scrambled eggs and pancakes. I mean, right. this is a gargantuan amount of sophisticated food. That's, <laughs> but that's... my key is that I, I use everyday ingredients that with some advanced prep, you can put all of this together not last minute, but with advanced prep, because if I was to put all of these together the day of or the morning of, I'd be in the kitchen at like two in the morning. Yeah, right. So that's not always practical. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's like everyday food put in put together in sophisticated ways. That's okay, I would like you to today. tell people how to get the book. We we unfortunately. We messed this up totally because I should have told you to call back at four because I would love to talk to you more. But we have to talk to someone else who calls us on a routine basis. So um, we can't talk a whole lot longer. We can talk again. Pardon me? I said we can talk again. I would love to talk to you again because (laughs) I I would love to talk about your lifestyle, too. So we'll (laughs) we'll reschedule you for a a lengthier interview. But but can you tell people how to get the book? Because I'm sure they would like to. Yeah, well, the easiest way is on Amazon. I do sell it directly, but I wouldn't really want to keep up with the volume, so I'm not trying to push it. The only difference is I send them a signed copy. Mm-hmm. But Amazon, yeah, so just The Art of Breakfast, they're both editions on Amazon, but the first edition is out of print. So if it's oh, on gosh. there, it's just they probably don't have a lot left. But okay. I really like the second edition better. It's you know, I've come a long way in, in the nine years between the first and this one. Well, it sounds to me like you're um, you're moving into the direction now away from the inn so much and more to being a book author. Nothing wrong oh with that. Gosh. I it's fun. I really I appreciate now what an editor does uh-huh. and actually what any writer does really, but I don't know that I'm ready to do that devoted you know, my life to it full uh-huh. time. If I was fully retired, I would love to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, you have a great yet. name so. for a person uh, in Maine. 
Has anyone May, told you right? that? Yes. That's why when I say what my last name is, I say M-O-O-F, no E, because it's natural. They just want to write the E. But it's such, a, it's such a great name for what you're doing and where you are, for sure. I wish we could talk yeah. to you longer, Dana. Thank you for calling. Um, we will definitely well, reschedule you. you when we can talk a little bit more about the whole, you know what, maybe in the spring when people, like it's probably kind of shutting down now in terms of visiting up there in the bed and breakfast world. Is that true or no? It's getting quieter. I mean, depending yeah. on the, there's snowmobiling and skiing and and things like that in the winter, but it's definitely slower than it is in the summer. Okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a hold definitely. of you. We're gonna reschedule you for a little okay. bit longer chat. Okay. Okay, that thank, would be great. Thank you very much, Dana great. Moose. Nice talking to you, and hope to see you in person maybe someday. The Art of Breakfast. This is here. a beautiful book, folks. If you would like to uh, do some uh, brunch kind of food that will dazzle your guests, this is a good book to get. Hello, Chef Andrea. Hey, beautiful. Bella. Ciao, Bella. Hey, TGIF. Hey, Tom. Tom, hey. how you doing? I'm, how you uh, doing, my friend? I'm drifting along like the tumbling tumbleweeds. Okay, well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you both. <laughs> and uh, today's Friday. Uh -huh. It's a wonderful, wonderful, great weather for the beautiful pasta fagioli. Oh, yes. I love this weather for the pasta fagioli soup or a nice, wonderful vegetable soup. Okay, you know or, what? Did you hear this, Andrea? Were you listening to the show? Because somebody was looking for soups like this. Oh, no, no, I was not. Okay. I was, I was busy Michael, in the kitchen. Michael, if you're still out there listening, Chef Andrea has two great soups that will warm the cockles of your girlfriend's heart. Go ahead. And we yes. all love warm cockles, let yes. me tell you. And also, one of my favorite favorite today, too, uh, it's also like a, a wonderful uh, fish chowder, like a stew, you know? <gasps> it's got all kinds of fresh, fresh fish in there, and it's got some... Uh, carrot, celery, got some mm, potato, uh, brunoise in there. Every so Friday, really, don't you? Yeah, it's a wonderful oh, fish out I love this wonderful. I get a lot of people coming. So it's like a white Friday. creamy soup? With no, no creamy. No, no creamy. Oh, I no. kept it lighter. No, oh. lighter, healthier. Okay. Yeah, lots of fresh herbs in there. Okay. Wonderful little touch of pepperoncino, onions, garlic, extra virgin olive oil. Well, Andrea, all what's different fresh. from that and a bouillabaisse? Uh... Almost close exception as no shellfish. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. Like, you know, mussels and clams, you know, whole, you know, okay. because uh -huh. we, ser we served all these wonderful shrimps and all kinds of bountiful fish, but no shell uh, shell from the mussels and clams in there. But I uh, see. other than that, it's uh, almost like a bouillabaisse okay. exception. Uh, you know, it's no saffron in there. Is there tomato in it? Light, light tomato, uh -huh. yeah. Okay. It's a nice, nice right. light color, like aurora. Mm. Uh, color, Aurora mm. sauce, like yeah. Aurora soup. You know, it's okay. really wonderful. It's, it's a delicious, but also because it's this time of the year is nice and warm, healthy and delicious. Yeah. Uh, always everything fresh in there. But I'd like to talk about Tom Marion. Uh, please let your listener know that we have Thanksgiving uh, not far from uh, oh, what we gosh, are talking yeah. about now. It's in the corner, right next corner. And uh, we'd like to make a reservation. from We open from 11 to 8 p.m., we have three-course meal, and, of course, we love children. Children welcome. We have children menu also. Amply free, lots of parking. We are one of probably the only restaurant in Sydney, uh, in Just Parish, I'm sorry, to have such a big, huge parking. So you don't have to worry fighting parking, pay so much money for parking. You can come right here on 19th Street in Ridge Lake, a location 3100 Andres Restaurant, Plenty Park. You can park. If it rains, hopefully not. 
you can park right across the uh, attache, and you can let the guests come in. We have a handicap bathroom, handicap accessory, right in. I would love to have you. But this is a wonderful menu, and uh, it's forty-five dollars per person, and we open from eleven to eight at night time. So we'd love to have you. Please make a reservation, as you know, uh, because people always want to come at the same time. Tom, you know that uh, eleven, eleven thirty. Everybody wants to come at one thirty, one o'clock, one thirty. So please spread the um, the hours around, and we'd love to have you. This we have is a lot uh, of wonderful. This is uh, uh, Valentine, not Valentine's Day. Um, uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. We have the turkey, the classical turkey with the oyster dressing, or the. Um, and you're getting forty-seven dollars for that. That's forty. Forty-five. Forty-five. Well, you're letting them steal that from you. Well, it's okay. We have a nice, wonderful menu for uh, everybody. We have roast prime rib. We have speckled trout with crab meat. We have a white veal with uh, um, crab meat on top, marsala, piccata. We have a lot of wonderful, uh, the roast duckling, the rotisserie. Mm, we have that. some beautiful, yeah, pork chop, double cut pork chop with uh, chamberry, uh, cherry, and uh, sauce. We have a wonderful menu for everybody. Crab meat, ravioli, of course, one of the entree. Uh, lots of wonderful choose from, and uh, of course desserts. We have pecan pie, we have a um, apple pie, we have a pumpkin. We have lots of wonderful homemade all desserts made from scratch. Carrot cake. We have a lot of wonderful dishes that made here and there from scratch. We love to have homemade bread. Of course, the bread's going to be delicious at the table. Everybody wants to buy the bread, uh, order one of the recipe. But it's a lot of wonderful things. That we do it, Andrea. And I'm every sure day, the but. atmosphere is going to be filled with the warmth and camaraderie of everyone Absolutely. having a big holiday meal like at home. Yes, and also we decorate for Christmas. You know, it's going to be next around the corner. I we know. always do that for Thanksgiving. So we love to have, and the children love to come here because we have so much Christmas tree light up and uh, beautiful decorations. So it's really wonderful. We have one of our uh, grandchildren who wants to come in and cook. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. It was wonderful. Bring it in. I love, I love yeah, and he's, uh, he's willing to work for, uh, uh, you know, like... Uh, but all uh, of his recipes, I warn you, Andre, they start with sprinkles. Oh, wonderful. I like that. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so beautiful. I, love, I can't wait to see it. Please bring it in. We bring him in a pastry bakery uh, shop, and he was having fun in there to make him cook over there, make him do whatever he wants. Uh, Pizza dough, uh, bread dough, cake dough. We you make know what? We're going to take you up on that. We will Please take do, you up because I love that. to have that. I love yeah. to see. But he must be a tech after you, Tom. He loves to do he, what you're doing. Well, he's chasing after me, yeah. that's <laughs> what. Uh, no, he, he takes after <laughs> you because you love to cook. You enjoy cooking. I he's do, He's a good yeah. cook. Yes, yeah. he is. I know you do. Anyway. No, it's wonderful. It's really great. But tonight in Capitol, we have uh, uh, Frank Sinatra. I and uh, it's wonderful. And then tomorrow night, we have Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You have Frank Sinatra. Musician that does It's the day of the jazz. Oh, he does, so yes, he he does an imitation. Sinatra. Oh, okay. Yeah, his name is Jeff, and uh, he's been known around the city. And he comes from 8 to 11, and he does unbelievable uh, replica of Frank Sinatra. <laughs> he sounds just like him. Yeah. It's okay. incredible. It's amazing. And then tomorrow <laughs> night, which everybody loves opera, there's uh, Kevin, which a lot of people know Kevin at the... He's a wonderful maestro. Uh, he's going to be opera night tomorrow night with all the wonderful. There's a lady there. I was very shocked. She was only 14 years old, and she was singing opera about a week like ago. 14? Oh, my God. That's oh, not a lady. Right. That's a... Yeah, that's she a... goes to school, and she sings opera already. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they, uh, oh, my God, what a beautiful voice so, she has. Some of the uh, young people who are in music, and I, I 
There's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, the the organization that I'm in, the North Shore uh, Performing Arts uh, Performing Society. Art Society. Thank you. And uh, it's uh, it's astonishing some of these young people Wonderful. and yeah. what unbelievably great musicians there are. Incredible. I mean, it, it it shames me. I bet I, I was so proud of her. I, oh my God. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Yeah. And I grew up in Italy, as you know, we like opera right, stuff. Yeah, you like your opera. But it's wonderful. Hey, Andrea, but come let me join ask you a quick We'd love question. to have you. Was there, was there a big uh, bunch of costume people in there last night? Oh, my God. Well, you, you won't believe it. <laughs> oh, I got so scared. One guy came with, like, you know, three times uh, time my size belly was so fat. <laughs> <laughs> that does, <laughs> that does no, sound really good. Really good. Real fun. What fun? Real, okay. We love fun. All right, Andrea, give witches, us a number. We have a lot of witches, a lot of, a, a lot of different, oh, beautiful costume. Yeah. One, one gentleman was costume, I can't, I can't say in the radio, but uh, he was <laughs> dressed as, you know, unbelievable. I was shocked. He really scared the hell out of me, anyhow. But, uh, oh, wow. but I know it was wonderful. It was really nice. Oh, good. Great All right, so give him so. the number. And Andrea, this is 834-8583. From all of us, Andrea, we say thank you for all your support for 35 years. Oh, my, my home is your home. Ciao, grazie. Arrivederci a tutti. Ciao, Tom. Bye. Ciao, Marian. Come see you. Bye. See you. Ciao. There he goes. Gosh. Well, see, I, I think we have screeched I, into the system. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm kind of curious. I might have to go out on Halloween next year, see what's happening out there. Not nothing, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. We had a pretty boring mm. one last night. Anyway, oh, well. uh, we have reached the end of the week here on the Food Show. You always Join know. Join us again on Monday. Count Basie comes on and plays this piece of music, which I think is terrific. Yeah. George Benson, yeah, I know. That's who performed it. I, but uh, it's a great song. All right. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Have a wonderful evening, a great meal. Good night. Have a good we weekend. We will uh, be back uh, Monday. <gasps> Poor Boy Festival Sunday. Poor Boy Don't Festival. Miss it. Poor Boy yeah. Festival. Yeah, good. I'm I'm judging somewhere along the way yeah, there. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. All right. All good right. night everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.